This podcast is not about grief. This podcast is about life, love, and finding yourself again after losing a child. I've been exactly where you are, and now I want to show you the road back to a life of your own. Let's get started. Hi there, it's Liana. How are you doing? How is your week been so far? I'm doing good. It's just cold. The Moscow winter has started and it started last week with some snow and it seems that the cold is here to stay. This is going to be my first winter in Moscow. I have some ideas about Moscow winter from movies and books and the impression is that the winters here are more severe than I'm used to with deep snow, freezing cold, everyone wearing warm fur coats and moving quickly from one place to another. We'll see. Talking to locals, it seems that the global warming has also had an impact on winters here and they've become milder with less snow and you never know how the winter is going to be. I'm a runner, so I would love to continue running also throughout the winter, but we'll see if I'll be able to continue outdoors or the Moscow winter will push me indoors. I'll keep you posted. So today I wanted to talk to you about being sleepless at night and why does it feel that grief is worse at night? Many parents say that they haven't been able to sleep through the night since they've lost their child. And not only in the beginning, right after the loss, but also after, years after the event. They keep on waking up during the night, couple hours into the night, and can't get back to sleep. And many of them say that once they are up, they can't stop their thoughts from racing and they can't turn off the pain. Sounds familiar? Can't stop the racing thoughts and can't turn off the pain. It resonates with me so much. I remember it being exactly like this during the first days, weeks, months after I lost my son. Going to bed was the worst. It seemed that I could survive the day somehow better or worse, but once I lay down in the bed, everything came crashing over me. And it got better at some point. I don't remember exactly when, But at some point, I started sleeping through the night again. And I wanted to share in this episode what helped me and what can be done with these sleepless nights. Because here is why it's so important to sort out your sleep. It's normal to experience trouble sleeping in the beginning. Mom who loses a child will experience sleep troubles as part of the grieving process as the body and mind reacts to the stress of the event. Not surprisingly, given given how stressful and awful it is to lose a child. But in the long term, we need to teach our bodies to sleep again. And this is one of the things that uh, our sleep is not the same after losing a child. But we need to teach ourselves to sleep again. Because sleep is important for processing emotional events that happen during the day. Sleep also helps us to rest and restore our physical bodies. Because grief is a very stressful experience, not only on the mind, but also on the body. And being able to rest and restore helps us wake up the next day a little more physically prepared to deal with the grief, life, and everything that gets thrown at us. However, I want to make a disclaimer here. If you are suffering from a disorder, such as depression, insomnia, and or PTSD, please talk to a medical professional because this goes beyond my scope of advice. 
So in order to relearn to sleep, we need to understand what impacts our sleep and what are the most likely culprits that keep us awake at night. And there are two main things, the think-feel-act cycle or the cognitive behavioral model, as it's called scientifically, and avoidance of emotions. And today I'm going to talk about the first culprit, the think-feel-act cycle. And I'll talk about the avoidance of emotions in the next episode next week. So check in next week to learn about that. So let's talk about the think-feel-act cycle. You might have heard me talking about it before. And if not, you can go to my website. Details can be found in the show notes and download my free PDF where I share four steps I took to start building my new life after the loss. And step number two is understanding and working the think-feel-act cycle. And when you download the PDF, you also get access to video where I explain this even into more detail. So back to think-feel-act cycle. We respond to life events, other people, like weather or any other things happening in the world by having a thought about them. And the thought we are having determines how we feel and feelings directly impact all and every of our actions. So what happens very often at night is when we can't fall asleep or wake up and can't get back to sleep, we have anxious thoughts. We remember things, we remember events, we remember our children, our dreams, we think about things we wanted to do and that will never happen and so on. But then what makes it even worse is we start thinking or or judging our thoughts with having thoughts like, here we go again. I can't believe this is happening. I won't be able to go back to sleep. I can't stop thinking about all this. I won't get any sleep again. And tomorrow I'll be tired and won't be able to focus. I should be sleeping instead of thinking all this. And by having these thoughts, we add another layer of feelings on top of the original ones. When we judge our thoughts, we feel anxiety, fear, despair. And when we feel this way, not sleeping is just a logical outcome. And given the tendency of our brain to interpret information in a way that makes sense, we conclude, I just can't sleep. And that's it. And the next time when we lay sleepless again, it just strengthens the belief and so it perpetuates. Having thoughts in our head about our children is not a problem. Problem starts when you start judging them. Having thoughts in your head about your child is not a problem. Problem starts when you start judging them. When you start trying to avoid them, push them away, make them stop. That is how you create a belief that you can't sleep at night. And when you believe that you can't sleep, sleeplessness is readily served to you on a platter. So what can we do to break this cycle? Three things. First, get to know your thoughts. Second, let them be and be with them. And third, let your brain know what you do want. So first, how do we get to know our thoughts? We humans have this amazing ability not only to think, but also observe what we are thinking. And we are the only species capable of this, at least as far as we know for now. There is no scientific proof that any other species could do that. So be a curious watcher of your thoughts. It has helped me and my clients to even write them down because it's not so efficient when you're just trying to look at them in your head. 
So if you are having trouble falling asleep, instead of tossing and turning in your bed, take a notepad and note down what's in your head. You don't have to show it to anyone. You can just rip it apart once it's finished. But getting your thoughts out of your head and getting them known is so powerful. And next, let them be and be with them. Go through the list and see them. Have a moment with them. And if you need, give yourself time to have a good cry or whatever is necessary in the moment to process them, be it screaming or be it punching, just process them in a way that works for you. And also know that they are just your thoughts in the current moment. Thoughts are not a truth. Thoughts are changing with time. And so does your beliefs. This is just something that is happening in your head right now. It's not good or bad. And it doesn't mean anything about you or your future or your past. Thoughts are just sentences currently in your head. And last, tell your brain what you do want. Because remember the think-feel-act cycle? It starts with a thought. Then a feeling is generated and a feeling leads to an action. So if you've done your thought work and you know what's in your head, you've acknowledged your thoughts, now I can tell your brain, I'm tired. I'm ready to go to sleep. I'm feeling sleepy. I'm feeling more calm. But find something in your words because you have to believe in what you are saying. Because for the think-feel-act cycle to work, the thought needs to be believable for you. And don't be discouraged if it doesn't work the first time. Because managing your brain is like any other exercise or practice. You need to start slow and you get better at it step by step. Okay, that's all from my side. Please let me know once you've tried this technique, what impact did it make or didn't on your sleep? All contact details are in the show notes. I wish you a good sleep. You deserve it. And check in back next week where we'll be talking about avoidance of emotions and how that impacts our sleep. And not only sleep, our whole life. Bye. If you are loving this podcast, then please hit subscribe, download it. And please share it with other childless survivor moms. I'm committed to help as many moms as possible to recover and build a life after childless. You can find me here on Instagram, TikTok at Life After A Childless, or you can visit my website, coachliena.com. That's coach L I E N E.com. And if you'd love to chat, you can sign up for a free coaching call on my website. See you next week.